This week on Welcome Back to Roswell, we're going to talk about the episode Ask Not from the original series and the episode Linger from Roswell, New Mexico. We recorded this episode on June the 2nd um, uh, while both under curfew uh, uh, that the LAPD uh, enforced as a result of the protests um, in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. Uh, It's a really, there's a real urgency to, um, to this movement and this moment. and Patrick and I discussed whether it even made sense to do, um, to make this show uh, and talk about silly <laughs> nitpicks from my favorite show and, you know, figure out what Isabel's doing with her eyeliner um, in Roswell, New Mexico, which the answer is she's doing great things. Um, but I think we, bo- we both came to the conclusion that you may need a break from the work because the work is hard and draining um but worth it um and so we can provide that for you or if you have decided to put roswell away uh, for the moment another valid choice when you go back and you do your binge on netflix there's an episode <laughs> for you to listen to so no, no matter when you are listening to this i hope you are safe black lives matter and uh, take care of yourselves. What are the girls doing at the crashdown when Max arrives covered in blood? Having a dance party. Uh, let's see. Uh, who decided to take charge when Max was in shock after Nacedo was killed? Michael. Mm-hmm. What is the topic of social studies class the very first week of school? Uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, which means that my, my question, what president was Max learning about in history <laughs> class, makes it irrelevant. What does Kyle do at 7 a.m.? He gets out, he rolls out of bed and does some push ups. <laughs> uh, name one of the porno mags that Kyle keeps under his bed. Ooh, Hustler for sure. There you go. That's one of them. Um, also, would have accepted jugs, jugs? <laughs> or biker babes. Biker babes was the one I didn't have. Uh, didn't have in my brain not what wasn't one that i did not subscribe to oh no <clears throat> uh, I, I buy pornography all the time i know exactly what <laughs> how it works uh what did brody smell when he was abducted Burnt what? hair. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I think we did the test again this week. Yeah, we did. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, I like it's fun while watching the show to also 
uh, figure out what things I want to ask you later. Yeah, I, I agree that it has become a fun new challenge to write questions that aren't going to be uh, impossible to get and right. questions that are not. I mean, they, they they are kind of super obvious questions, right? Like, yeah, we could step it up. We could, we, we could, but I feel like I, I the the line becomes so fine between like asking a question that like requires just a little bit of thought and like a little bit of like extra paying attention and a question that's like, you know, there was a, like uh, for a second, I, I was going to uh, ask you what the number on the Jersey is that Tess is wearing. Ooh, um, but like, question. yeah, it's a good question, but like, unless you knew to be looking for it, there's no way that would have uh, been no. in your head. Yeah. I was like, I might be able to tell you it's blue and yellow. Yes. And like I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. No, I don't want to stump. E- Let's not stump each other. No, it's not fun to stump. Um, that wouldn't be very JFK of us. <laughs> <laughs> I do sure. like that for three quarters of the episode. And it's, it's underlined pretty heavily, but like, we don't see, we don't see Max talking to people about JFK all episode, but like, it's very clear that he's thinking of himself as in his own Cuban Missile Crisis all episode. Yeah. And then I like that when he finally talks to Maria about it, she's like, yeah, but like JFK was kind of a jerk. <laughs> like, don't worry. Like he wasn't necessarily a good guy. So don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, she's only got one example though of him not being well, a good guy. And it, with more. Of course we could. I'm saying she didn't. She didn't. You're right. Um, I, uh, uh, I also think it is interesting cause I, I, I commented while we were watching that like, it is weird to see them at school again, yes. right? Like, uh, we're just like, you have bigger problems now. Why are you going to class? Um, and I guess to fit in or whatever. Um, yeah. but it's, uh, I like that this episode does like some work to, um, if not like justify school to like, um, make it part of Max's story that like he is learning about, he is learning from human history, specifically American history uh, to like inform his decisions uh, about alien future. Totally. Even if again, somehow this is what they're doing the first week of school. Like what is this American history class? I don't know. Started not even at the beginning of the cold war. They started. Yes. In. This, I just don't know what this class is. Unless the class is the 60s. But even then, you would have, like, foundational stuff. I mean, but I can see where you would start with presidents and, like, the various uh, challenges that they faced and then, uh, like, trace those back to the foundational stuff. I mean, it all... It, it, that's me meeting the show more than halfway. <laughs> and also, like, the fact that there are two consecutive classes where, like, they're just taking the broadest overview. Yeah, they're being very broad. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, mm. I, I mean, to be fair, Max does learn a lot about the... Enough to tell... To tell Maria all the details of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Because <laughs> I guess she's not in that class. I don't know what this class is. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh boy. Leadership for aliens. Um but yeah, we have I feel like there's also a little bit of I feel like this is the second half of the premiere in some ways, right? So we have mm-hmm. um cuz last episode we were kind of tying up things from the first season. Um 
And then with Nisado dying, that pushes Tess into a different place, like physically, because she can't stay in her little white mansion anymore. Yeah, true. Um, and it pushes Max to take a stand and be Mr. Leaderman, and also to tell Liz, I'm coming for you. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, right, anyone who writes anything that I may have to one day watch or read, I'm coming for you doesn't work. It doesn't matter who is coming for who. It, it, unless someone is being kidnapped. Hmm. Yes, I mean, I'm I'm like, coming for you reads as a threat only. Yeah, or like a stalker or like, yeah. like I'm coming for you and it doesn't matter if you want me to or not. Um, in Studio 60, as we discussed, not a great show. Mm. Um, I, I, th- I think we've discussed that together. I, think, uh, I, I, like- I don't know. I've, I, the Studio 60 is not one that I have seen beyond the pilot. Okay. Maybe I just thought this to myself because I recently rewatched all of Studio 60. Um, and by recently, I mean since quarantine, I think. Oh, so actually so recently. Not, okay. Yeah. Or at least in 2020. It's hard to remember when things happen. Um, but I mean, I, it's, we, we mentioned this, but, you know, we took last week off, obviously, because there was no new episode of Roswell, New Mexico. Right. Um, and it feels like it has been a decade since you and I last spoke about these I characters. Know. It's crazy. Um, but in Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, uh, one, Bradley Whitford's character says to Amanda Pete's character, I'm coming for you, Jordan. After she has told him multiple times she doesn't want to date him. And it's like, I mean, there's all kinds of Sorkinisms about it, but right. just that phrase, I don't, it's not as romantic, like, it's not as romantic as I think you are trying to be when you well, say it, that. Right. It certainly isn't. And uh, like the thing it does is it reduces the woman to an object or a prize. Right. Like right. I'm coming I for you. you. Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I will earn you. Like I, I, that, I don't know. I don't know why that would carry any like emotional weight with the woman. Like why? why that would make her well like how do you respond to that if someone said i'm coming for you don't don't please don't <laughs> do not I mean, do that yeah and i guess maybe it's like i won't give up on you or when you're ready i'll be here but even <sighs> all of it sounds creepy and it sounds like i yeah. don't care about what you want i yeah. care about what i want I think it is okay to say, like, to yourself that, like, okay, now is not the time that I'm going to, uh, you know, I, I wanted to say win this person's affections, but that's not actually what I mean. Um, yeah. uh, but, you know, like, na- now, now is not the time for this relationship to, to uh, materialize um, and I'll, I'll continue to be there for that person in whatever way you can. Uh, and if things change and they change in your favor then great but do not tell someone that you're coming for them i know but even what you just described is such like that friend zone thing yeah that that is true yes like i don't know if it's ever really a great move to bide your time with somebody who has told you they're not interested mm. now if somebody told you to bide your time which would be a little manipulative and not fair. 
And so that, but you voluntarily decided, like if, if Liz said, I'm not ready. And he said, I'll be waiting. Right. That's different. That's different. That's not what's happening. She's saying no. no. Mm-hmm. And he say, I'm coming for you. <laughs> and in this story, like, because it's fiction and because we know these kids, we know, yeah, she was in love with him. He was in love with her. They do have this, like, whatever fantasy love thing on the show. Like, mm-hmm. it's not. We, I don't think it's coming from a, a gross, unrequited, stalkery place. But, like, I don't. Yeah, it's just not the grand gesture that I wish this episode ended on. I mean, the, the episode truly ends on the reveal. Oh, that, you're right. Uh, well, and should, should we jump ahead to the end right now? And then what do we I do? I guess here? we could back up. Okay. Because the episode ends on the reveal prompted by the end of the previous episode when Nisato dies in Max arms and Max's arms and says, the skins are here. Right. Um, so now Max is, he had his potential mentor slash like rude old alien guy die on him. <laughs> and that was also in some ways he, that was like the default. I think Max could give up some of his leadership to Nisado because Nisado is older, Nisado, whatever, knows so much more. Yeah. But now that's gone. So now it's just, we're back to Max, Michael, Isabel, and then with Tess. Tess, who will do whatever, Ma- who is definitely willing to fall in line to the Max is the leader thing. Though I don't think she even gets a vote in most. No, she's not even present for the she's two voting She's not even scenes. present for the voting, which is pretty <laughs> fucked up of them, but I get it. She is kind of the outsider. Um, well, and she's got her own shit going on this episode. Oh, she's got other, but like she is one of the four aliens they know agree. of on Earth. Totally agree. <laughs> And she was part of the four. Like, it's not just like she's some random alien they met. Like, she was in the pods with them. Right. Uh, right. They really. She, she is one of them in a way that even Nisato isn't. Yeah. Though we haven't seen her this season. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, this isn't a spoiler. I don't think we've seen. I don't think she went to school yet. Oh, or that's We haven't seen. I mean, we, have, we saw her in school last year. Last year. Yeah. She made people. But I don't think we've seen her in school this year. So. Maybe we could say she wasn't in school because Nisato died, and that's why she wasn't at the boat. But we know the truth. <laughs> they didn't even think to include her. No, and that's rude. So but, rude! I mean, now that she's staying with uh, Sheriff Valenti, they're just going to lump her into that category of, like, that's a person that we don't tell everything to. Yes, I think that that is true, but also, and you called this when we saw kyle again you're like they're just gonna pretend kyle's part of the gang now <laughs> which is true it's I true mean, they it is a little they is a process but but at the end of the episode he shows up at this crash down and we have our four humans and our four aliens at the crash down yes as if that is a gang even though we really know the original six is the gang but yeah but yeah, well, what know. are you gonna do? Kyle's been in the opening credits the whole time, so like he has, and he's no fine. longer uh, an ignorant antagonist. He's now a Buddhist. He is a Buddhist, um, which is, I think, one of the more fun developments. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's 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 a good one. It's yeah. 
it's fun to hear him like come back at his father with like little aphorisms uh-huh. um, and uh, that uh, his dad's like, huh? And he's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like um, it's, it's nice how much the philosophy of bewilder Sheriff Valenti and how much disdain Tess has for it. Yes. Well, at the same time, like Tess clearly needs a friend and yes. Kyle clearly needs a friend. So I, I like that while she is invasive and rude and dismissive of him. Uh, and and like uh, purposefully fucking with him too, right? Like oh, she, yeah. She goes into his bedroom, uh, takes off her clothes. Uh, and then Who knows? Uh, and then puts on a jersey of his and reads mm-hmm. his porno yep. and just waits for him to come in. Lying on his bed with her little feet kicking in the air. Yeah, no, she's she's fucking with him. She's 100% fucking with him. But to what end? Why is she doing that? Just to see what happens. I, I I feel like this is her. I think she is a mischievous character. Mm. Okay. Um, And we don't get to see that. I mean, we get to see her do like straight up manipulative shit. But like, I, I feel like she's having fun when she's with Kyle in a way. She's not having fun most of the rest of the time we see her. I guess I guess that's interesting that like maybe she, you know, had been trained for so long that like, you know, she needs to find Max and like seduce him or what, you know, whatever, like yeah. get get re- reestablish their relationship. Um, and so has just been like uh, she's got that like a flirty energy down. But now that she knows that it's just fucking not working against Max, she's like applying it in other directions. Yeah. And I'd like. Whether or not they ever became a ship uh, or will become a ship, I like that Kyle's reaction is he's so unnerved. He's not really like he's, yeah. he's not even of he doesn't even have presence of mind to be titillated. No, he's just like, what the fuck? There's a hot blonde in tiny clothes around me. I don't what this is my room. What I, I, I don't want to talk about Buddha with you. What do you like? He's just so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah and she's adorable. leaving through pornography and she's leaving through his pornography with no shade like yeah it's yeah. i like seeing uh kyle put in that position um and then even and it's also like he's such a good guy because his final answer is like okay you're right you need a room you can have my room i'll sleep on the couch you can have the room which yeah. i think is a very sweet yeah uh move it is sweet. It, it, I mean, it, it, it comes with a little bit of, and maybe this is something that he just tosses off, um, but like is also true that like, you know, uh, pos- material possessions, uh, you know, are, are, should, should be meaningless to yeah. uh, a, a Buddhist. Um, yep. So, but it, it's hard to tell how much of that is just him like uh, rationalizing it to her and how much of it mm-hmm. is uh, what he actually seems to believe because it does seem like it has helped him. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I feel like because the show, I think. The show's not about Kyle's psychology, right? So we didn't spend that much time <laughs> thinking about it. But like sure. in the first episode of the show, he sees the silver handprint on his girlfriend's stomach. Right. And since then. He nothing has been right or normal. 
or he can't get a hold on it. People are lying to him. His own dad is lying to him. Yeah. People are gasping all over the place. His girlfriend dumps him for this weird guy. Maybe he's on drugs. Who knows? Everyone's keeping secrets from him. Then he freaking gets shot and almost dies. Like, it's great that he finds Buddhism because he needed something grounding in his life. Because yeah. for a year, he's been being fucked with. And it's interesting that, like, he doesn't revert to, like, old sources of comfort, right? Like, he's he's gone away at, like, football camp, but, like, right. it's not football that, it, like, because that, that, that could be, like, another way to write this character, right? right. Of, like, um, that he just, like, doubled down and, like, you know, re-upped with his jock friends and it's just, like, all about football and, like, anytime alien stuff comes up, he's, like, just going to go, you know, uh, run some laps. And I mean, I guess he does do push-ups. <laughs> We'd see him do push-ups in this yes. episode. Um, so, but like, it seems to be focused in a philosophy rather than in uh, like a retreat. Yes, I think that's totally true. And, I, and this is the thing that the show in this season and in the next season does. Um, while I feel like it really was grounded in teenageness in the mm-hmm. first season, I think now it's more not quite young adult but like these people are forming their identities in a very strong way in yeah. a way that feels ind- like it feels weird when they go to high school like they feel so independent of high school like they're still yeah. tied to the things they cared about in high school but i don't know it feels very much like they're in college in terms of how they try on identities in a in a sincere way one well, even Kyle. in even in terms of like the responsibility they're taking on, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you, you can see that through the aliens, but you can also see that through Liz, who has this yeah. internship um, with, uh, what, what is it, Senator Whitaker? Is that what uh, she Congresswoman. is? Congresswoman. Congresswoman Whitaker. Um, and uh, like, it seems like Liz is the only person that works in her office. It does seem like that. But maybe she has more people in her Washington office. Maybe, maybe. Um, but it, it seems like she has a uh, fairly close relationship with her boss and handles, like, everything in that office. I mean, she has an inappropriate relationship with her boss. Yes. She decides, and this is partly alien-related, but she decides <laughs> to tell her boss that the reason her boss's husband, or, sorry, her boss's boyfriend is not called is because the boyfriend sent, wrote, or called and left a horrible message that was cold and mean dumping the congresswoman and Liz deleted it like to protect her yes because it was such a mean message that's insane <sighs> yeah it's it's insane and also you mentioned this as we were watching not really a soft way to let her down no like, kind of mean <laughs> it's mean and and we see what happens. The congresswoman goes a little bit off the deep end and starts drinking and and shredding, shredding, drinking and shredding. Uh, and weirdly, is shredding documents pertaining to her boyfriend. Yes, and also documents that like. Here's the thing: I could get like, I would keep those freaking documents, man. There's no way I'm shredding them. Yeah, well, and, like, you, you only shred documents you don't want other people to see, right? Yes, but she's mad because he denied all the documents. Mm. 
Remember? Because before he broke up with her, he totally yes, gaslit right. her in front of Congress. <laughs> right. Made her look like an idiot. So, like, she really should have broken up with him. <laughs> I know he's cute and stuff, but, like, she really should have dumped him. That's true. Her. That is true. Um, but he had a hold on her. Um, he was going to say it out. But, yeah. And, <sighs> and that at that point, well, but we also have Liz, and then Liz kind of confesses that she has her own drama with her boyfriend who has this girl from the past named Tess. Yeah. Like, Ugh, Tess. And then when Liz leaves the room, Congresswoman Whitaker goes, Tess. Tess. <laughs> 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 oh, who the fuck knows? Just I mean, super, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, of course you do. You've seen the rest of the show. I do not. What I know, this character seems uh, just... Uh, so wild during uh during the scene where yes. she is um drinking and you know it's it's always hard to tell when someone is drunk on a tv show uh whether we're supposed to think that their drunkenness is like obviously fake or whether yeah. that is just someone acting as a drunk um right. it's it's one of those things that like you can't you can't be ahead of the show on it right like yeah you you, you simply can't um so like when she says Tess at the end, um, it's one of the things where I'm like, okay, well then that whole thing was performance. That whole thing was theater. And yeah. she knows that um, Liz is connected to aliens and that, uh, you know, <laughs> Liz speaking in what she thinks is like uh, impenetrable code. Um, oh yeah. Someone from his past. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that, Vanessa Whitaker is already uh, on the other side of it. Yes. Or we're supposed to think she has some deep interest in a teenage girl's romantic life. Which that doesn't seem too likely. I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, (laughs) she is leaning into it real hard though. She refers to the other woman as both a bitch and, uh, Oh, what was the other thing she calls her? Oh, a tramp, that's right. Yeah. A bitch and a tramp. Which, I feel like tramp is what they're saying instead of slut, but it's still uncool. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, because, yeah, because Maria calls uh, JFK's paramours tramps. Oh, well. yeah, that's interesting. Um, there wasn't a time when, like, kids who were kids when we were kids uh, were saying tramp, right? I probably said it, but I was a weird kid. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's true. You were a weird kid. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, I once had, uh, and this was, I was a kid at this point. So like fifth grade, maybe or younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at basketball camp and it was a co-ed basketball camp. And this boy was like, hey, hey, I didn't know either of these kids. Uh, and was like, hey, um, do you think my friend, and he was talking, like his friend was sitting right with him. So he's like, do you yeah. think my friend is fat? I think is what he asked me. I think he said fat. Or some chubby, maybe he said, but I think he said fat. Okay. And, and I said, no, he's just stout. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like turned around because I was like, you're all sitting like, oh, no. you know, like it. I just like turned and face forward. Like he's stout. Yeah. What the f- okay. One, talk about trip. Well, I was trapped. What the fuck answer was I supposed to give? No, you can't give any answer. There's well, and no answer. 
No, and that one kid is weaponizing you against his friend. Totally. Like, and I it's not like I was a skinny mini girl. I was like a big basketball. I was not. So it was also like, are you trying to get me to be a self-hating fat kid? Uh, I don't know what you want from me. Kids yeah, are so mean. I said kids no. Are so he's so mean. I said no. He is stout. <laughs> Which I stand by. He was pretty stout for a little bit. <laughs> but not fat. I would not call or a kid. <laughs> yeah, or what I can't remember. I think it was fat, but it could have been chubby or it was it was definitely a euphemism for fat if it wasn't the word fat. And yeah. then I chose stout. I was like, no, he's stout. And they I think they I think they made fun of it, but also I think we all learned a word that day. Like we all <laughs> they all learned a word. Right. Because you already had that word back. I, I knew that one. That was one of those ones I knew. I don't think it had ever been applied to like an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> That's not typically what children are called. He was out. No. Um, but yeah, so <sighs> this episode. Okay, I feel yeah. like we've been told their skins, and there are a few new characters in the mix. And yes. most of the episode, we are kind of we are pretty aggressively led to believe that Brody, the new owner of the UFO Center. Who we haven't really talked about yet. No, he's Scottish, I think. Or British. <laughs> or like Welsh or something. Or something. He was in the movie Go. Um, and one of my favorite sections of that film. Um, Wonderful. He has very poofy hair. Very tall hair. So he tall. Has yeah, he has a piercing that at least in this episode looks like it's not real. Like it looks like a fake one that was not applied properly on his cartilage. Yeah, it's or like sticking out. Or like someone has him on an invisible invisible leash and oh, the maybe. leash is connected to him by the earring. Does that, that make sense? That could be what was happening for sure. <laughs> They're um, just leading him around by the earring. Yes. Uh, but he is very, uh, I don't know how I would describe him. He, he's suspicious. He's suspicious. He, when he sees Max, he knows who Max is. So mm -hmm. he must have like files and all the employees with their picture or something. I don't know what he's, I don't know. Uh, but he knows who Max is and he's like, get the heck out of here. I'm busy or you're not working today. I, I'm moving my shit in. We're upgrading right. this UFO center. Yeah. Um. And so, of course, Max has to go sneak in and investigate. And when he does, he finds that there's a very simple computer program on one of the new computers <laughs> that says "Signal Roswell, New Mexico, May 14th." May 14th. Uh, which was the day that uh the two orbs uh were put in the same place i'll, I'll let it slide <laughs> okay i was really shocked i really it was a loaded silence um so the two orbs were there and that's when and we know max doesn't know this but we know that that sent out a signal and all kinds of people including a backstreet boy heard the signal and, res right. and responded so you know we're a little bit ahead of max on this one but he catches up um there's also an interesting alien artifact. And I call it alien artifact because it has the same inscriptions on it that the cave paintings do and the yep. orbs did. 
So it just looks like something from their planet. Um, also, it it has an effect on Michael later yes. in the episode. Yes. And we they make a point of saying, why did it affect Michael and anyone else? But we also saw a big laser come out of it that sure, targeted it, it, Michael. So we didn't well, see a laser come out. Like out a yeah. Yeah, it's not a shock exactly. It's not a shockwave. We didn't see it send out another shockwave when Max was there and not affect him. Unless we're saying that Michael being in the vicinity triggered the shockwave. Mm. Which could be tr- I don't know. I had never caught that line before. I'm like, do we think this is a Michael neutralizer? I don't I mean, why not, though? He is, like, the warrior, right? He is he's, the warrior. He's the warrior. And if you have something that can just neutralize the warrior, like, go for it, right? That's, that's true. Not a bad, the, that's not a bad weapon. With his hands. Um, and I love that Max uses his little shield power. Oh, shit. We have to talk about the first time he uses the shield power. Oh, my God. Shield power okay. is wonderful. Shield power is great. And I love when he uses it on Michael and, <laughs> and Isabel, and they're both, like, Wait, since when can you do that? And he's like, uh, I learned it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, he also he also says, uh, he says, I learned it. And they're like, when? And he goes like, a while ago. Or like, I've been, yeah. he, he lies. He exaggerates how long he's been uh, doing this. <laughs> I know. I love it. So they won't like test it, I guess. Yes. And because like he, okay. And he has this attitude throughout the episode. And this is an attitude that there were seeds of it in the first season. I think seeing his mom tell him he was the boss only reinforce it he is like i'm the leader do not question me oh you have a question don't worry about it i'm the leader like it's a very circular logic if you have a question don't worry i'm the leader you why am i the leader because i'm the leader like he's a very because i said so guy Uh, 100 percent. never gonna try to convince someone is only ever gonna say i'm right yep and sometimes he is right i'm not saying he's never right but it's not a great like He's not a coalition builder. I'll say it that right. way. No, he is not. No, he's a little dictatorial. Um, and of course, at this point, he's a dictator who his followers don't listen to him because Michael immediately goes and gets what he says and does what he wants. Um, and Max is pissed about it. He's like, how many times do you have to have this fight? It's like, well, you didn't listen to him and you gave him an order and he broke it. Like. This right, is... you didn't. You didn't really have the fight in the first place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You sidestep right. the fight by saying I'm right, uh, yeah. by saying this isn't a vote. Um, and so, but the first time we see him use his shield power, oh my gosh! Okay, what do you make of? This is hard. This is hard. Okay, let's start with <laughs> yeah. Max is in the hallway at school, right? And then we get shots of Max. Through an interesting lens. Borderline predator vision. Yes, it does evoke predator vision. (laughs) And And so we are, yeah, yeah, we are meant to believe that this is a scary creature, probably an alien, uh, possibly a skin, coming for Max. Um, And... Is is there like a, a sound effect that like leads Max to believe that um the the creature is behind this door? Why I think why the door closes? The door closes. Either we see it or he sees it. But I think Max sees the door close. Like he and has so, a sense yeah. that someone's watching him, and right. he sees the door close. So then Max approaches the door, yep. freaks out, convinced that when he opens the door, he's going to be attacked or something. Yes. 
throws open the door to like a a, a completely dark uh, equipment room in the high school yeah. and throws out this green force field thing. Yep. And who's in there but someone who is welding in the what dark. What the fuck? Someone in is an welding. Equipment room. <laughs> yes. And what is well- this? What? What is happening? Now I what? I I don't know. I don't know. And then the guy like flips up his his little welding hat, a welding helmet, and is like because the shield then goes down, and he's like, whoa, oh, it must be that. And he, like, looks at his helmet. She's like, oh, maybe my helmet made me see green stuff. Um, Which, you know, if he's in a totally dark room staring into the flame of his arc welder, like, it's going to yeah. be, he's going to be visually confused when the door opens and, like, light starts pouring in. Oh, 100%. I don't blame him for being, and also, he doesn't know he lives in a world with aliens. Great point. So, for him, this is, like, of course you would assume that the your glasses or your eyes you'd like think you're getting a migraine like you're not gonna assume that the little boy the boy's down the other side of the door the stout little boy all right the little man um it's not him right uh but it was a weird turn because we are at a high school in a storage room like the the sign on the door says storage yes and there is a welder in there What's he doing like, in there? If we had opened it and it was two people making out, that would have made so much sense on this show because that's where people make out on this show. Well, it's not the eraser room, mind you. They also make out in storage rooms. Oh, Patrick. Geez. But you're I right. The eraser room would be more classic. But okay, does, does this whole sequence imply that the welder was walking around the halls of the high school with the welding mask down? No. Like he's okay. looking through the visor okay, the whole but, time? Okay, no, no, no. Because I, and maybe you were just so wrapped up in the show you missed it. Mm. We get that weird vision, the predator vision, yeah. multiple times in the episode. Yes. Unless you're thinking that the welder is also driving down the street outside of <laughs> the UFO center. And we're I see. <laughs> then probably not. I think what we're supposed to think is that a predator vision, whatever that means, <laughs> probably a skin. Let's just, I mean, what that would yeah. be the most obvious. That's Occam's razor. They got so skin. much extra skin that they when so they look through skin, it, it they looks like, look that. like yeah. yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So a skin was stalking Max in the hall. At the same time, a welder walked into the storage room. Oh boy, that is a lot helmet, to buy. <laughs> Or, okay, how about this? The mm. welder's in there. He's welding. Skin is following Max, and then it's like, uh-oh, Max is going to sense me. Kicks the door a little bit. So mm. it closes. Max and then scurries off around the corner. Yeah. Mm. All right, all right. I could see that. Um, yeah. And then, oh, man. So the other thing is that the... <laughs> Skin that the person that we find out is a skin, yeah, is Courtney. The yeah, the new waitress, waitress at the crashdown, who I do not believe goes to high school. So there's I a would, piece. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how sneaky she is. Hopefully, in the future, in future episodes and stuff. But like the high school, like on the street, that you would see, like she's her face is known to them. 
Yes. So should she be following them in the high school? Probably not if she does not go to the high school. Which opens up the possibility that there are multiple skins. And That's again, yes. uh, Nesedo did not say there is a skin in Roswell. That's true. Said he said skins, here. yes. Yep. And you're right. We only have one confirmed skin, so there could be more skins. But it's just like, right. it doesn't, I guess that I feel like it still leaves the door open that there might be more skins at the end of this episode. It doesn't, clo- it doesn't make you go, oh, well, there's the one. We found her. Let's not worry about skins anymore. Yeah, no, no, def- that is definitely not the case. The, that she she is there as just like a reminder or like an, an, an indication that these skins are also close to them. Yes, and whether yeah. or not she knows about the four aliens is still potential. I mean, even because it's not sure. like Masato yeah. was hanging out with the four. At I mean, the crashdown. Yeah, right. I was like, you could make a pretty direct line from Nesato to Tess, right? Because she's sure. playing her dad. But, right. like, I don't know. Who knows? I'm just saying, who knows? We saw her kind of flirt. Oh, and this flirt was, like, weak sauce with Michael. And I'm not saying that just because I am a candy shipper till the day I die and <laughs> Michael Courtney shippers can go jump in a river. Wow. But, well, I don't, I, I don't think there are many of them. There are Michael Isabel shippers. And I, they don't have to kill them. They don't have to jump in a river. But they could probably just like, I don't know, enjoy your thing. It's not my thing. <laughs> um, that's really the truth. Enjoy it. But Courtney makes a whole thing of like, what do you think about piercings, Michael? And he's, and he's like, like, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, but like, you should really consider it. And he's like, I'm not into pain. Like, also, he is not. This is kind of, it's not the same dynamic, but it's similar to the Kyle Tess thing where Tess is flirting and Kyle is just not capable of flirting in that moment. I feel like Michael is just like not even, because we've seen him flirt. Like, it's yeah, not like he's and this not, is not He's not doing it. He is, no. he is failing at it here. He is just not, and he's not trying and failing even. He's just like, yeah, I'm at work. I mean, I guess I've been that person too. When you're at work and you're just like, why are we t- you making me talk to you? I yeah. Have to f- like, I have like to flip burgers, man. Yeah. Okay, there yeah. are two of you out there on the floor and just one of me back here in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, like, I don't want to talk about what do you ta- I don't care. Whatever it is, yeah. I don't care. This is workplace sexual harassment because you are very <laughs> obviously implying piercings that are not the ear and oh, yeah. not like a lip or uh even tongue yeah she's talking nipple or clit and she goes okay she's like she's like you should and he's like i'm not into pain and she's like you should think about it it only hurts when you get it done and then it's all about the sensation and then she like rubs her own ear yeah she says it's for stimulation stimulation you're right which is a vile word to use when flirting stimulation especially with somebody who is not flirting back who is not responding in the way that you like is not is someone you work with is someone who is in high school and you're not in high Uh, school (laughs) yeah it's not a great look for her uh and maria doesn't like her either and i get it (laughs) um Um, i will i will confess that with the season two 
um, like Maria glow up and longer hair. Yes. Um, and when uh, they are, when Courtney and Maria are both in the crash down uniform, uh-huh. it is hard to tell them apart. Interesting. I need to like look at them for an extra second and be like, okay, it's Courtney we're following right yes. now. It, okay. It's Courtney yeah. who's running off into the bathroom. Yeah. No, Maria does not have her trademark flippy hair. Right. Or bangs. Um, and, and look, she, when, when later she's in that tank top that she's always wearing, yes. uh, totally easy to identify her. Perfect. Got her. Yeah. When she wears that kind of uniform, it's very easy. Yeah. She's also, and I don't think I said this out loud, but I definitely noticed it. And it's just a second, it's just the truth of the second season. Her skirts are so, part of it, I think, is that uh, Mahandra Delfino has like crazy long legs. Like, I think she's just a, like a long legged human. But mm-hmm. like, they put Maria in the shortest fucking skirt. So short. So, so short. short, like short enough that like I don't know that you could wear that in real life. Because <laughs> you have to walk. Like I get that you're on TV. It's a car- like, but yeah. these it's at one point she like sits down on Maria on uh, Liz's desk, and I'm just like Maria, your little t- your little tukis is on the desk right now. That's how it's, short your skirt is. It's just like it is. Uh, it is uh, less review. No. It is more revealing than Tess wearing no pants at all. Yes! Yes! 100%! It's crazy! Um, um, Ryan, we're, we're, we're going a little bit long I here, but there are still two, there are two huge things we have to address. Oh, um, and so I would like to introduce them both, and then yes. we can discuss them in whichever order you like. Okay. Um, first is that uh, Brody Davis believes that he has been abducted. That's true. So that is, that is one thing to discuss huh. the other thing to discuss on hulu this episode and all episodes of season two and three are presented in a four by three aspect ratio when the entirety of season one was presented yes. in a 16 by nine aspect ratio and the whole show was originally shown in 16 by nine i don't know what to say it's wild and makes me feel like i'm a crazy person because we watched the first episode of mm-hmm. season two that's right i didn't notice it Did took notice. about one second to notice this time mm-hmm. and you also had already noticed it's not like i called it out and you're like oh yeah no you're like yeah no what's going on and then we stopped and we googled it for a while <laughs> and it turns out this is just the reality right this is the world we live in. And I mean, I, I did find, I found one question posted by Anna Armstreet, a, custo- a Hulu customer, uh, posted on February 23rd, 2019 at 10.20 p.m. Having trouble watching shows in full screen mode on Xbox One. Just watch Roswell season one with no problem. But season two is smaller square ratio. So this is a known issue that has been raised. There are no responses to this question. No responses. No it has been. It has been viewed 126 times. Yeah, I so could we're not log. The first I could log in to answer this question. But you don't have an answer, Patrick. I mean, all I can do is <laughs> I can I, I can validate her experience. Yeah, you can tell <laughs> that she's not insane. That's right. Yeah, it's wild. I don't understand it. It makes me want to start watching on my DVDs, <laughs> and then you can just tell me when there's commercials, and I'll pause it. No, I don't know. It's and it's distracting. It's smushed. The thing is, it is it it is distracting. I will not take anything away from that. Uh, after the first three minutes of episode, 
I don't think I notice it. I think I only notice it because I would remember. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, look at it. Um. Okay, so that was, thank you for bringing that up. And the other piece, Brody was abducted. And yeah. it's, it is a bit of a retread. Like, when, the way Max got his job at the UFO Center is he and, and I think Michael both, maybe just said, were like sneaking around the UFO Center. And then the head of the UFO Center was like, I see it in your eyes. You're obsessed with aliens, too. You had an encounter. You can come work for me because I know you're an alien guy like me. And pretty much the exact same thing happens with Brody. Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, I think that if we watch the episodes next to each other, I mean, I think Max, Max was not trying to kill the other old UFO owner. Milton was not. There was never talk of murdering Milton the way there's talk of murdering Brody. But, like, the way it's resolved is the exact same way. Is Mac tricks the person, sort of by silence. Oh, totally by silence, yeah. Into thinking they're the same. Um, and Brody, yeah, Brody survived an abduction. Um, and has been researching aliens ever since. And doesn't believe anything crazy like aliens walk among us. That would be dumb. But no, he's just trying to reestablish yeah. contact with the aliens. Yes. And oh, because aliens cured his cancer. Which is a yes, pretty big deal. Right. Um <laughs> you know. Uh yeah, I would deal. I would believe in aliens too if they cured my cancer. Um There would be no reason not to. True. Uh but Brody is now on the canvas. Um I don't know. In this episode he really f- serves a plot function so we'll see if he you know if he becomes one of the gang like kyle probably not uh, <laughs> well no remember kyle has been part of the gang all along all along there was never a time where Ky- kyle's been in the opening credit that's right um and hey we got four aliens and four humans why would we ever not have four aliens if we're humans it's no so you don't want to upset the balance come on uh, um yeah i this episode, I feel like, is a lot of setup, but uh, I'm ready to keep going. I remembered the JFK things being more heavy-handed than they were, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, it's not as bad as it was in my memory. I mean, you do have to remember that the name of this episode is Ask Not. Yes. So, I like, do remember that. It's, it, it, is, it is present enough in the episode that it, you know... It, it's it's eye roll worthy, but it's also kind of like, well, okay, it's, you know, one of those things that just reminds you that you're watching a TV show and you're like, okay, fine. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Um, um, one, one question I wanted to raise, or just uh, observation, I guess, the date of the, um, uh, the like broadcast that we keep referring back to is May 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode Destiny, the season one finale, originally aired May 15th. So close to being one of those, like, real-time things. Well, but they wrote this episode several months after Destiny aired. Yeah. So So why wouldn't you see the actual date? I do not know. It's... Yeah, I wish they did choose the actual date. I it's I, I like it. I like that it's close, and it's, like, close enough for me. Um, Yeah, unless... yeah, go. D- unless there was something that happened in those in the episode Destiny where they mentioned the date then. 
Mm, like they were shooting for the 14th and uh, it just didn't or, air. For or reason. yeah, it just like they, yeah, like we knew or we knew that Max was captured on the 12th and he was there for two nights and then the, he spent the uh, night. Yeah, the, sure. Like maybe it was the 14th in the world of the show as established and we just don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, but it I, does I don't feel strange to make that it the 14th so and not the 15th. Yeah. Because like, that's one of the things that I really liked about Lost is uh, by the time they got around to like the fourth season and were like really establishing the like timeline of everything, that the date the plane crashed um, was the day that the pilot aired. That is cool. But the okay, but Lost was a a show that cared a lot about those kinds of details. Oh, so and, much. Too, and, too much, some would say. Yeah, cared a lot about and also had a fandom that like wanted to be rewarded with that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of the Roswell fandom wants to see who's gonna make out. Which I mean, legit, when you've got Tess in Kyle's like oversized yeah, she's football. Looking jersey, very like, cute. Come on. Who can blame them? Who cares what <laughs> date the, the finale aired on? It's probably the 14th. Moving on. I'm not going to check. I don't remember much about where we were with Roswell, New Mexico. Um, So I have no idea what we're coming, what we're going to experience now. I'm so excited. (laughs) All right. Well, then let's do it. Let's do it. I miss Maria. I missed Maria in this episode too. I missed, oh, there was just so much, go, so much. There was so much in this episode. There was a lot. And some of it, I think, was more effective than other parts. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things came to a head. And there were like, and not to start at the end. But there were two scenes, and they were a little bit intercut with each other, but there were, like, two scenes that, to me, landed really well, except when you started thinking about how nothing built you up to them. And that was the scene, for me, the scene between Steph and Kyle in her hospital room. And yes. then with that kind of fight. And then the, the argument between Max and Liz about her experiments. Like, I thought both of those worked in the context of the episode i don't know what the, what the heck else what were, what why were we doing all the other things we were doing well so the the other thing that like makes sense in the episode and actually is like a uh like pretty nicely contained like uh drama and you commented on it while mm-hmm. we were watching is uh diego coming back into liz's life and being like invested in her and her work not just mm-hmm. like swooping in to save her dad totally and working as a foil for Max without it being like a chest bumping, um, you know, yes. like it's not a triangle that's built by jealousy or whatever, like, you know, showing off. It's like, no, he authentically is like, Hey, you could work. He is. Yeah. He he's is not, he's not showing off. He's showing up. He's showing up. He shows up. He puts on a freaking yeah. apron, which, yep. you know, if you want to win me over, that's a big one. If he's like <laughs> show up, you're like, Oh, there's work to be done. I guess I'll do work. Like, ugh swoon um yeah it's 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 perfect it it is the uh it is the like uh action version of let me know if there's anything i can do it's just doing it just Um, doing it which is like 
which is perfect because when you say to anyone, let me know if there's anything I can do, they're never going to take you up on it. Like just Unless never, never, never. Well, I mean like certain kinds of people. <laughs> All right. I guess, but I guess that that's probably true. I mean, there are people who, and because those people are probably going to ask, let you know what you could do, even if you didn't say that. That's a great point. Um, but you're right. That doesn't, I don't think, take anybody who is unwilling to ask for help and make them ask for help. Yes. Now you could say, I think you could frame it as like, tell me what I can do to help. Or I'm yes. here and I'm going to do something. So yes. give me I'm, an assignment. I'm here, I'm here and I'm helping you. But that's, that's different from just like floating the offer. Yeah. Floating the offer yeah. is like, I care about you. And then I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's a much different thing much here. Uh, but no Di- Diego shows up the con is happening so he's there's a lot of action at the uh, crash down we get a new he only gets one line but maybe he'll become a character we have a cook at the crash down who's very concerned about doing his job as a cook at the crash down Javi I believe his name is Javi I love Javi I'm so excited and I guess it's because we usually have Arturo being cooking everything but it's like i like that we have a character who doesn't really care about liz in any real like isn't romantically involved with any of our characters is (laughs) just trying to do his job right so that's what he's there i'm like i'm i love it right well Um, liz is like grinding up calcium something or other in like the the milkshake milkshake machine (sighs) girl girl stop well probably there are actual milkshakes that need to be made well, oh. so I, I was I was genuinely confused in that moment, and this is something that I will repeat for many of the scenes that we discussed tonight. Yeah, is I was genuinely genuinely confused in the moment um, whether she was mixing up that thing that has the crushed eggshells in it in the shake maker, or if she had uh, like transitioned into making shakes, like because she's wearing the uniform, which means she is working. Yes. There were a few things, that I, and we were watching. Okay, I will, you know, we didn't talk about it in the first episode. I will admit that my brain is not firing on all cylinders right yes. now. Yes. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, so I could have missed it. Because there were, I think, three scenes in a row where I think we missed things. Then we're like, should we go back? And we're like, no, let's keep going. The, because the first scene with Kyle... I think are we I think we were supposed to know he was in trouble for stealing the whole episode. But it read like uh you know he had uh tripped on his way into the hospital and the nurses were laughing at him or something. Yes. And he's like seriously guys, really you're coming for me and now that we know it was about stealing, I don't think that would I mean it didn't land for me because I didn't know what the hell was happening. But I missed a line somewhere because I was and again, I take responsibility that I just was not processing. This but is like, something I missed this, it. This is something this show will do, though, where it's just like, oh, yeah, um, Michael's been doing that research uh, off screen for the last like, you know, uh, for like the last three days. And like now here he is with like the information and like we don't know why he was prompted to find the. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it will we skip a step. Yeah, we skip like entire little mini stories. Um, and I think it's possible that the show skipped the entire mini story where uh, Kyle gets busted, sort of, for, but like, is well, it, it, all, it seems like I, he still has a job. He hasn't been arrested. He hasn't been fired yet, but right. it's, they've figured out it's him. And certainly his girlfriend or the Steph knows it's him and doesn't even, doesn't even really at, 
she kind of asks him if it's him, but she like knows it's like a, it's a yes. fait accompli. She yes. doesn't, she's not really holding out hope that he didn't do it. Um, okay. Um, you, you mentioned that, uh, that fight between the two of them makes mm-hmm. sense. And I think emotionally it does that like, well, the two of them I are, think what I said or what I meant, yeah. so I'm sorry if I misspoke. I meant of every scene, the two of them have ever <laughs> had on this show. It made the most, it was like the most grounded in emotions that I could understand where each is coming from. Right. No one's playing coy. No one's being, no one's obviously lying. No Mm. one is pretending. It was just like two people having a conflict about the thing that they're talking, like they're talking about the same thing they're having the conflict about and the way they react and feel about that conflict. For me, it was like a, it all made sense. Right. What the, yeah. the part of it that uh, doesn't make total sense to me is that her logic, when she's like, you stole equipment from the hospital that my father runs. And so now his job is in danger. And if he loses his job, I'm not on his insurance anymore. Right. That that was that was the, uh, and if yeah. I'm not on his insurance, yes. then I mean, it'll be expensive. Yes, I think I think she said that is what she said, but I think it's like you screwed my dad over, and you're also by extension screwing me over. I don't. Does the, would his job be in danger if just one of his employees was stealing equipment? Like, if what? I mean, we know. That equipment's been going missing for a really long time and no mm-hmm. one stopped it. Right. So I think, yes. I mean, there's definitely a negligence happening from the top down at this hospital. For well, like, years. Surely they've for, been reporting that stuff has been going missing, right? Yeah, but if you have a system, I mean, think of any job. If things are being stolen repeatedly and systematically and you don't <laughs> stop it or figure it out and like, and then it turns out your like head neurosurgeon has been doing it the whole time. I don't think it looks good for you. I mean, we here's the other part. Yeah. I think we saw him in the background in one scene. The D, the head of this of this uh, hospital has got no is not a character right now. No, he yet. is not. Right. If he may be in the future, but like right now, he's. So it's also a weird one because we have no reason to think he's hiding Kyle's crimes because. He's such a non-factor, but Kyle and Liz have been stealing from this hospital for since since Liz has been in town, so at least a year. Right. So uh, to me, the comeuppance uh, and and they sold they stole the like the personal genome machine. Like that's a pretty <laughs> big thing to go missing. It's one thing like oh, a box of gloves is missing. I must have miscounted, but like no, our genome machine is gone. I guess that's the, pretty the, bad. That's pretty bad, but it's just Kyle stealing from the hospital. It is not Kyle forcing her father to lose his job. I don't no. think. I, I I mean, and when when Kyle's like, "Well, I didn't think of that," um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, Kyle, I don't know why you would have." <laughs> I think you're right. Kyle was never. It was 100% unintended consequences, but if it was me, I would be mad. If you 
Mm-hmm. If you worked at the same, if my dad was a principal at a school, because my dad's a teacher, so it's hard for me to make too many leaps. <laughs> right. My dad's principal at a school, right. and you are. I'm a teacher at the school. And you're a teacher at the school, mm-hmm. and you are selling fake IDs to students. Okay. And it's like a repeated thing. I've been doing it, it for a year. For a year. And okay, now hold on though, because the uh, I'm selling this the students fake IDs so they can do something noble with them. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. Matt. Yeah, but you're not going to tell me that when I bust you. And then the ugh, this is see, this is not as good because because <laughs> I don't think you'd be held. I'm trying to think something you'd be held responsible for. I guess it's just yes. Kyle didn't realize that it would directly that it would affect her father. But Which I'm still not convinced that it would. <laughs> For the sake of argument, for the sake of the show, we'll say that, yeah, okay, now the chief head of medicine, chief of medicine, whatever, um, may now lose his job because yes, uh, I, do, I don't feel like the show built up this thing, the, this risk on her part. Yes. But uh, if we just went with just there's a genome machine mis- missing, like yes. it was just about that. I think, yeah, the top person at the, at the hospital could lose their job because while they worked at that hospital, a thing that's worth, I don't know, a million dollars was stolen out of the hospital. Okay, so maybe, maybe here's where, um, like, it just doesn't work for me on a dramatic level because there are so many steps removed. Why wouldn't they, like, for, and I, this is me rewriting the show again, yeah. and I apologize. I think I'd probably do this too much. Um, but why aren't they just stealing something from the hospital that they need to fix stuff? Like if it is just the equipment because that could save her life, then he would know that it would affect her. Mm, I think it has to be uh, because by the end of the season, I think they're going to fall into each other's arms and kiss. And mm. if he if he directly contributed to her not getting the care she needed in a way that he could have easily foreseen, that would have been a bigger thing. Whereas this, he can't foresee this. He didn't. He didn't think about oh, and and her. Like it's a, I mean, yeah. yes, a person could have thought of it, but like, I mean, it, it, Kyle's not thinking that way. And there's this sideline where Kyle is tipping off his friends to do secret alien things to save her, which he can't tell her. No, and it's also not clear that he knows is that's what's happening. Right. Because all of the Liz research is happening without him. Yeah. Which he didn't even realize until he tried to get in and his hand didn't work on the scanner. Which, why would she do that? Why would they lock him out? Uh, she locked everyone out, I think. Okay, all right. I think she knows what she's doing is unethical. Mm, okay. So, I don't think she wants anyone else's opinion. I mean, she's also lying about, like, I, and again, I feel like the final scene with her and Max's confrontation, and I also liked how she's like, is this about Diego? And he's like, no, dummy, I don't, that's... I wish it was about Diego. Yeah, I, it would be much easier if this was a dumb jealousy thing. It is, or you were just cheating on me. But no, this is way worse because you're an evil scientist who's exploiting my genes. I love um, evil scientist Liz, though. I know, me too. And I, and, and we got to that scene, which I liked that scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, and maybe there isn't a better way to get to it. But it's like, I wish we could have. I don't know. Now I'm rewriting, but like her, <laughs> her compulsion to do these things, like because we do see in the flashbacks that she doesn't want to cut the corners, right? 
or at least she says she does, or she at least says, and that's an interesting thing, which I, you know, the show does say is like in the past, she says, I can't because I would get caught. Mm, yeah. And she's but, like, if I get mm-hmm. caught being shady, I'll get in trouble. So it wasn't as much as like righteous thing as like, I don't want to get caught being shady. Right. And well, now, and like there's there's that, but it's also wrapped up in like, I don't want to do the research that's going to um that's going to like improve some other scientist's work in the future. I want to improve the world now. Right, but she doesn't yes, she says that now. But in the past, she could have gone to work for that evil company. Which, is the evil company connected to Diego? Because he is offering it to her again in the present, right? I believe he works at the evil company. Got it. Um, And I, you know, it, are, is there really going to be an evil company and evil military medical company? And they're just going to be two separate evil companies? Possibly. I'm also, are, is there only one evil military, secret military organization? Or are there multiple? Well, there's the Shepherd Project, which investigates aliens, but there's right. also this black ops thing. Right. But it's possible the Deep black Sky. ops <laughs> Deep Sky. But it's possible Deep Sky is a cover. Because now it looks like there's just Flint. So was he ever really working with Deep Sky or was he using <laughs> his knowledge of deep sky in order to execute his plans. I don't know. And how does Helena fit into all of this? And how is she now into weapons manufacturing? I don't know. I, here's the thing. I love alias, right? And that was, we got an alias. We get spy mom. I'm into evil mom. I'm not against evil mom. Yeah. I don't feel like this show. While the twist is fun. And I like the idea. I think that, honestly, if we get more scenes with Michael and her sassing each other, that will be enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I understand and believe how we got from everything we know about Helena to here. Yeah. Yes. Because we it, knew. Yeah. It feels like we, a total undermining of what we know of the character. Yeah, because there wasn't even a hint of it. It's not like she worked at the military base. In when she was at when she was raising her kids, like even that, like as far as we know, she helped run a restaurant. Well, and, so I and guess sex with a sheriff. Like I don't <laughs> understand how those two pieces. And I guess the sheriff was a shepherd was a shepherd project guy. But I, like, yeah, but, but is to- also suggesting that the that the, sh- the the show is saying that her like addiction issues were a cover. For, like, I, working with Deep Sky? Or, like, is she actually a drug addict? She must have she actually did. been a drug addict. I think she was an actual drug addict. Because that's the other flashback we get of her, which I actually like this flashback because it was the most brutal shit. <laughs> this, yeah. this show, like, this show could be kind of brutal, but this was, like, the most, I mean, we did watch Isabel almost die from a self-abortion earlier this season. Yeah, that's right. Like, things do get brutal in the show. Perhaps the most brutal thing we've ever seen. And I thought I, I thought I knew what the scene was going to be. And so I thought one thing and then it was different. So this episode does have Rosa back. Yes. Uh, we, she's doing yoga. She's missing her favorite foods. Isabel's there to visit her and also to like pump her for information. Um, 
about who she, you know isabel wants to know more about her past and also like i think she wants to figure out if she was ever a good person and if she was how she could be a good person again um and so at one point rosa takes off her magic necklace and is like hey isabel um i can show you the day that um that I found she's, out. Oh, no, she's like, well, she yeah. says, like, this was a really horrible time. Found out my dad wasn't my dad. I was, you know, doing drugs, but I wanted to get off. Can I just, let me show you something. Now, I thought we were going to see her. And she's like, and I went to this, and she's like, I went to this NA meeting, and I wore my hoodie, and I sat in the back, and I, you know, felt, wish I was smaller, or whatever. I was on, I was high at the time, but I just knew I wanted to get off drugs. And then... I thought we were going to see, like, maybe the first time she and Isabel interacted or something. But instead we see her mother Uh sharing at an NA meeting Uh and revealing the truth about her daughter's father. Yes, and about how she can't even bear to look at her daughter sometimes. Yes. It's brutal, brutal. shit, man. <laughs> like it's good. Is I mean, there are like three or four scenes in this episode, or three or four things this episode. I was like, yes. <laughs> Everything else together, I'm like, I don't fully understand. It's like a, uh, it's like the opposite of pointillism. It's like when I step back, I'm like, what the hell was this? But when I'm up close, I'm like, oh, that's a good picture. That's a good picture. Um, I time. love the opposite of pointillism. That's wonderful, <laughs> Ryan Mogi. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's very brutal. And it's also like kind of mean to make Isabel experience. Because like, when I think of like the most brutal thing that's ever happened in my life, I, it would be such a crazy thing for me to be like, hey, Patrick, let me show you something. <laughs> and I just took you to like a horrible moment in my right. life for you to and, witness. And made me experience it as you. Yes! Right? Because that's what's happening there. Yes. I think she has a little distance, but she definitely is feeling the emotions. Yeah. For Isabel. I think like, no, she's, she's, she's there and she can't control anything of it. So she, it's a car wreck. She has to just like experience it. Um, what, what, what would you say is, uh, Isabel's deal in this episode? Like, what does she, because she obviously, she visits Rosa, right? At rehab. Well, she breaks well, her well, first she breaks and she breaks and enters and of thinks course. it's cute. Right. And again, the show considers her bullshit much more charming than I do. I don't like the lines she crosses, the boundaries she does ignores. Very right. charming. Just obliterates them. Just doesn't. Yeah, she breaks into Liz's fa- Liz, into the crash down, and she's like, "Yeah, uh, I can I can pick locks now." So okay, she goes to Rosa's rehab to. What is, why why is she there just to see Rosa? Uh Liz needs to deliver Rose wanted to deliver Rosa's sketchbooks to her. Right. Um but she can't because of the con and everything's crazy and her dad's right. laying low and she has to cover. So she so Isabel volunteers to go and says I'll take a road trip. Now again, they're talking about Rosa pretty openly in front of Diego who knows Rosa is dead. Right. And we have proof of that because we see a flashback of Liz and Diego together. Um, and Liz mentioned that her sister is in a box in the cemetery. Yeah. Unless he doesn't know Rosa is her sister. Like, in knowing what we know about Liz, 
I would believe she very rarely mentioned Rosa to Diego. Like I, I would buy that. Except so that she th- mentions it so offhandedly uh, in in this argument with Diego that like yeah. it that that it's it's implied that that is established between them. Yeah, he doesn't go. What do you mean your sister's dead? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I it's weird. I understand the show wants to move past Rosa's back from the dead, but like. <laughs> When you introduce characters that knew Liz before, you have to deal with it on some level. Yeah. Like, yeah. call her cousin Rosa, whatever, and just be like, we're weird. We have cousins the same name. I don't know. Or just give her a different name, and, like, she can just, you know, like, I don't... Yeah. Anything. Anything. But anyway, maybe he, maybe he, like, the way he calls Liz Elizabeth, maybe he called Rosa her full name. <laughs> Rosalina. Uh, he didn't realize it's the same person. Um no, but yeah, no. okay, but but no, Isabel, what's Isabel's deal? So then Isabel's going on a road trip, she's gonna go see Rosa, she brings Rosa right. a bunch of food and stuff, right. and she's you know, nice to her and And then they have that moment uh-huh. that like shared memory moment. Mm-hmm. And then Isabel wants something at this point, and I don't know what it is. She says, well, she says that she wants to uh, go back and she wants to look at Rose's sketchbooks to to find out anything about who she was when she was a teenager, like from Rose's perspective in those blackout times that she doesn't remember. Because then she tells Rosa, okay, so then Rosa finds out her mom is missing mm-hmm. and decides to leave rehab a week early. And Isabel drives her out. And Isabel at that point says, I keep hearing great things about my mother. And someone told me that I, they, I reminded them of her. And she was a really good person. And I want to know if I can be that good a person. And at that point, they're driving back to town. but swing mm-hmm. by the junkyard. Yeah, which is a little rude. Like, Rosa is looking for her missing mom. And you're like, okay, but I have a detour. <laughs> It's like, all right, Isabel. I mean, it's very Isabel of you, but like, also, it's, it's very Isabel of you to to not tell to not tell her that, like, yeah, we're gonna yeah. make this stop. It takes uh, Rosa going, "Hey, you missed the turnoff." <laughs> this was like, absolutely, I did not miss a turnoff. I know exactly what I am doing. Let's talk about Michael. All right, here's there's good and bad and ugly, right? So let's start with the good. Good. We see some powers. Michael Powers fighting, and I dig it. At one point, yeah. he confronts evil Bad Dad, and he and Bad Dad has a gunpoint at him, and Michael's just like flip, flip, and he like whoop, whoop, takes gone. the gun, turns the gun back on him. Mm-hmm. It's like bam, bam. Loved it. Uh, we saw with Flint, the, with uh, Alex's brother, we saw like there was some good Michael fighting with his powers. Yeah. When he knocks the uh, the tires out of the car that yes. he's chasing, like, ooh, that's, ooh, yes. Yes, good. I just want to see Michael using these powers. to And like when he does it, he does it in a very like, um, just like a totally dominating, like he walks yes. into the room and it's like, the other person is like, uh-oh, I better do whatever I can. And Michael's like, you can't do anything. <laughs> Tough shit, other person. Uh, it's, And I know that they're totally different characters from totally different universes, so I should never compare. But it is fun to see because when you see other Michael, like yeah. OG Roswell Michael, he does not know what the fuck he's doing with his powers. He's yeah. like, uh, and he'll like stare really hard and squeeze his little hand. 
No, Juice Michael knows what to do. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And I think especially with the stuff with uh, Alex's dad, it's like that stuff has been built up for 20 years, you know, 10 years, whatever it's been. Right. So, like, he's thought of, like, destroying this man a lot. So he's just like, foo, foo, foo. Okay, so that's the, to me, that's the best part of the Michael storyline. Yeah, I agree. The bad is that the it, Michael keeps getting in a position where he is cornering a mains man uh, yes. <laughs> and is is uh, like basically torturing or beating them to get information about where Alex is, and he keeps mm-hmm. getting like you know uh, just a tiny little twist on the information. Um, you know, uh, we're like, oh, uh, evil dad was holding him first, and then like. Uh, a flint really has the upper hand or you know it's yeah. it's uh, it's all these like little micro adjustments in like the status of alex as prisoner um so like each revelation doesn't feel uh like it's something that i wanted him to earn through violence you know yes and 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 this is like we were saying before about the show and i know some of it is just the shorthand of the show right i think Things like the Steph Kyle scene at the end of the episode and the Max Liz fight at the end of it, those are that's like a hallmark of this show, right? Like yeah. big emotional fights between characters who have underlying emotions for each other. Like that's what the show that's a big thing for the show. The show also loves to be like, oh, by the way, Alex was in my basement for three hours <laughs> for three days before he moved. And you're like, wait, what? Whoa, whoa, why didn't we see that? Why didn't we like yeah. what why is this how you're telling me this part of the story? Like right. I, oh, wow. Okay. It's because, it's because we're moving on to the next thing already. Yeah, because we gotta get the next thing. And it's like, I get it, but like, how interesting would it have been if he had tortured Bad Dad and then gone to the lair where Bad Dad said he was and Flint had already taken him? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And maybe Flint took him because Bad Dad tipped off Flint that he was, you know what I mean? Like, it seemed because of the way the investigation went, none of the events seemed to be correlated. Well, and the the thing that's absolutely like crazy about all of it is that like if if there weren't like several MacGuffins and several confrontations that yeah. needed to be done for like just to achieve, uh, I need to know where Alex is, right? Um, yep. It's there are so many other stories in this episode. We didn't actually get a ton of time with Michael, right? No. Like we could have it had the same amount of time, the same amount of action, but just in one with one adversary. To get one piece of information. Yes. And I do think the show, and this might go back to how as much as we like Michael and Alex, we aren't as deeply invested Mm. in that relationship and all the elements. Because it kind of reminds me of how we had like flashbacks to this, their summer and (laughs) fine. But like, I don't know that I needed michael to defend alex to alex's dad yeah given where we are with all of this right especially given how alex has kind of moved has moved on and michael has i had seemed to move on a lot that we're going back to this confrontation it's like i could see why at one point i would have thought that i wanted it like at the end in the halfway through season one i would have been like yeah i can't wait till michael tells Alex's dad, whatever. But like it just felt yeah, like it feels irrelevant now. Yeah. And 
or just like a sidestep, which a lot of the Michael Alex stuff feels like a stepping out of character development for them to have these moments. And then we can go back into where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though what Michael is saying is like, I thought I needed, you know, I thought I needed to confront you and like, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. Especially now that he is like crippled and you overpower him so easily with all your alien powers, you got to beat him up too. To what end, man? He's a piece. He's a piece of shit bigot who has no power over anyone anymore. And that's sad enough. Like, like let him just like be sad in his own shit. Like I, what? It, yeah. It doesn't feel like a victory in the way that. Uh, it, you know what? It, it you know what it sort of they, feels. Yeah. What it sort of feels like is the um, ice storyline from the previous episode, where it's like, oh, okay, there are uh, there are a lot of big emotional things at play here, and a lot of big like. You know, uh, for for the Michael story, that's action, yeah. and for um, the uh, Ortega story, it is um, like political, um, and like it uses like all of this buildup, and then doesn't really deal with the like emotional reality or like the fallout of it. That like it is just uh, it, it's just wrapped up. You know, like uh, yeah. Michael just uh, blasts the gun out of his hand and just knocks him down, yells at him, and then it's over. Well, and he was always a MacGuffin. He was never the guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. even though we are told that he had Alex in his basement, like, that's irrelevant. The point is, Alex was kidnapped to lure Michael into making a weapon. That's what the act, like, that's the, once yeah. everything else is, re- and who knows, there might be more twists on it, but, like, that's pretty much what we find out at the end of the episode. That Michael was being, that Alex was being used as bait to put Michael in a position where he could get shot up with the stuff so he can't use his powers and that he will build a weapon for Helena and Flint and potentially Deep Sky if, you know, we might find out that that's, you know. That that's all in the mix. That that's all it is. <laughs> but, like, that's what the thing is. And so, I, <laughs> I don't feel like the sh- and maybe it's also that Michael and Max aren't talking to each other and they're both on these very, very, very similar journeys in terms of investigations where if one of them texted the other, they could be like, oh, Flint's the bad guy? Yeah, Flint's the bad guy. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's work all together right, to great, get Flint. Great. Let's compare some notes. I don't know why I'm running around with Kyle, of all people. Exactly. Like, I'm going to dump Kyle. I'll let him, like, go back to the hospital and admit he's a criminal. I'm going to, like, it just is like, and I think that was the part, too, especially because I felt like and maybe it was pacing or maybe it was just like where the commercials fell when you watch it on t- when you watch it on the on cw app but like i felt like we knew about halfway through the episode that the bad guy in both michael's storyline and max's storyline was flint yeah but they literally never talk about it <laughs> Ever. And, and and just simply don't spend any time together yeah yeah i mean and I understand that Michael's on this mission to save Alex. And I, I think that's a worthwhile, like Michael's on a mission to save Alex is a great log line for an episode of this show that I would want to watch. Yeah, totally. But in this, I, yeah, it, it, the good was good. The ugly was ugly. Um, I'm interested in what Michael is like as a prisoner. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Like, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, I'm 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 intrigued by that, but I'm also like, I don't know. There there is some part of like just the Liz story that I feel like uh, grabs all the rest of my interest, and yeah. like, um, I want to see her go full mad scientist. I want to see her have continued run-ins with these ice guys and just like clown them out every time. Yeah, and like. I want to see like Diego like kind of worming his way in there and being like a suspicious like where you're not really sure if you should trust him or like what does he want out of Liz like uh, that's yeah. that's where my interest is right now is everything else feels like it's taking away from my evil scientist Liz story. Yeah, I mean I'm interested in and in, as an extension of that story the Max element um yes. and his reaction to because he is he is a he's a deeply moral person, for a cop, but he's also <laughs> fuck the cops. Yeah, we had to say it. We knew it was going to come out eventually. We got like an hour and a half into this. Um, we're doing great. But, we're doing the best we can. Yeah, we're doing we're doing the best we can. We missed major plot lines in like the first three scenes, but don't worry about it. We caught up eventually, mostly I think. Um, but yeah, I am. I'm. I found the Rosa stuff, and maybe it was because it was just so brutal, and I like brutal stuff. Like, I found the Rosa stuff yeah. interesting. Um, I, yeah, I, I think also Flint has not been given, beyond he's a mains man, I don't know that I get what his, like, what's his deal? Yeah. I mean, obviously, he has no affection for his brother. <laughs> this, is, this is an excellent question. Um, I mean, it was, it, and it's it's tough because I think just saying he is a mains man should be enough, right? Like we've been getting a lot of characterization of mains men throughout history. That yes. like that that should be enough for us to like understand what that villain is. But also, like the mains men kind of undermine each other. Uh, yeah, for people uh, just who as, talk yeah. about court martial and all that shit. Y'all break rank yeah. and break rules all the time. All the time. All the time. You keep secrets from the military. You make up lies about the military. Like, I don't I don't think any of you guys would get gold stars. That's what you get right in the military no. if you're really good. They give you a gold star. Sure. Um, <laughs> on your shoulder. That's how that works, right? Um, on no, your report like, card. On your report card. Uh, you get an yeah. S+. Plus. Uh, no, like, <laughs> it's... And, and I'm okay, like... I'm going to ride out Helena is the big bad, right? Or she is evil or. Yeah, whatever. But then I wish she was, I guess to me then, I wish she was a scientist all along. She could be the evil mirror of Liz's future, right? Yeah. Like Liz has sweet dad and she has like conniving mom who will push forward the edges of science to get what she wants. And she could have been working for that evil science company the whole time. Yeah, and I guess we just what we know about her didn't establish any of that. We've in terms of work, the only place we've seen her is at the crash, the crash down. down. Yeah. And then now we know she's married. Does she have other kids or she's a stepmom or something? Well, I don't know. She's got I think a, she's a stepmom, poli- but I Yeah, don't. she's got a politician husband now. Which is all fine, but it's like that doesn't add up to what we're learning now and maybe we're going to get a bunch of flashbacks of her in the next episode um i will say that it was 
I guess we had the flashbacks to Diego and Liz. I was going to say it was nice to just be like uh, locked into the present, but uh, I guess just as far as like the like long-term alien mythology, we stayed in the present that we weren't in the like, you know, forties or whatever. Yeah. We didn't do any forties, but I do feel like this, these flashbacks all, I mean, one, I don't think any of them were lies, which that puts them ahead of other flashbacks we've had. But, like, you know, they were all, like, objectively, you know, we could trust them. But right. I thought and they... we got to have a good look at, like, mildly goth phase Liz. Yes, which is fun. Which I'm all about. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's great. I love, I mean, that's part of it is, part of it is the performance, and part of it is just Liz is the most interesting character. The mm-hmm. most likable character. And even Isabel, like... I want to be excited when she's flirting with Diego, but I don't know that I care right now. I mean, I kind of want her and Rosa to get together. If only because it seems like that's where the show's going, right? Yes. And they're both like, you know, I I could see that working for them, but, but yeah, Liz is the one that I care about. I mean, I love Maria too, but I don't know that I'd want to watch a Maria show right now. No, well, the, Liz, the Liz show is so compelling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the Liz show is really compelling. The show is good. I like the show. I do feel <laughs> like we are having to, not having to, we choose to do this, but talking about each episode on its own, the way we do, I don't think always does the show a lot of favors. I think that's right. I also think that there are some episodes of the show that are worse in isolation. Um, mm-hmm. like are, are particularly worse in isolation. I think this is probably one of them, just because there are you know thirty thousand things happening. Um, and even with that, we don't have we don't see Alex at all. We don't see Maria at all. No, we don't see no, green hair yeah. guy, Forrest. Maybe I maybe? know you miss miss Forrest. Miss Forrest. The, okay, the other and you reference this scene, but I think this is up there in the like I said, there are like five or six things I loved about this episode or really liked. Um, and I enjoyed, I didn't know if I was going to like it. I was iffy on it when it started, but the ice yeah. scene in the, in the restaurant. And again, this goes back to what you're saying. Like if it's a Liz show all the time, we could get, this would be all we'd get. Cause she's fun and so sassafras. Um, yeah. but the two ice agents, I think one of them we had seen, one of them we may have seen before, but one was like the main guy who was yeah. the antagonist in the previous episode from ice, uh, show up to the crash down. They order some coffee. And essentially harass Liz about her father um, and threaten her lightly, um, which is, don't they have, they have stuff to do. What are they doing? I, I, I don't know. Um, because if you're going to try to get him, get him. If you're not getting him, then what do you like? What? Right. Then just like stay out of there. <laughs> yeah. Do you get extra points? Cause you harass them before you arrest them. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, anyway. But they're there to be to yeah. be complete dicks. And so she is a complete dick back. And she <laughs> tells them essentially the things that she could discover, specifically about uh shaved head guy, uh, what she could discover about him th- through Google and ways in which he is bending rules um, and confronts him with the idea of why is it that you're, it's OK for you to bend rules? But if I bend rules, my whole family gets torn apart. That's right. And this. Up. This actually goes back to the thing from the previous episode that we were, uh, you know, a, a little bummed about that, like, she gets out of this situation with the ice guys by Diego being like, 
by the way, my mom is who my mom is and you guys don't have shit for power. Like that it's, it's immediately just leveraging Diego's privilege against them, which was the same thing that Liz had already done in the previous episode when like, the show was like making a point about uh, Cameron using her privilege to, you know right. what I mean? Like uh, it's, it's, it's the whole thing again where like, I just wish that Liz would have like beat the ice guys back. Like I wish the three things that she said about them was enough to make to them stand them. down. Yeah. 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 I, I'm with you. I, I like know, to see me either way. I like to see me either way. Yeah. And sometimes you do need, help from privilege to get yeah. it done now these guys do then do what i've never even seen such a dickish move um and i'm a person who spills things all the time i never even thought of doing this um the ice guy go- is like oops i spilled my coffee and flips his mug upside down on the counter um, that shit's I- bold that shit is bold i've i've seen it done where someone takes the coaster puts it on top of the glass, flips the whole thing, and then yeah. yanks the coaster out. So, like, to move the glass is to force a spill. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that, too. But also but this, in... <laughs> yeah, this, was more, this was more aggressive. This was more aggressive, but it's also funny that, like, Liz just gets out a towel and, like, it's basically Yeah, she's, yeah, she's like, I'll clean it. Wait, I, I'm a, I, that's what, I wipe up these counters all day. So... Right. I was going to do that after you guys left anyway. Yeah. For you guys to leave, it's worth it. Get out of here. Um, yeah. That part was really fun. I mean, there's a lot to recommend this episode. There's also, but you're right. As a whole, it doesn't quite hang. Yeah. Doesn't quite hang. Um, <sighs> yeah. I well, okay. We I think we did it. Um, right. I think we did it. It is. It has now become late. It is late at night now. Yeah. The helicopters have not stopped outside my house. No. Um, I thought there was an earthquake in the middle, and I still don't know what it was that shook my house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was something. Um, okay. Uh, take care, and we'll talk next week. <laughs> See you, Ryan. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.